The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. As we've been telling you throughout the afternoon, as you've been hearing on the news, Andrew Scheer stepping down as conservative leader. Those disappointing results in that federal election uh, leading to weeks of infighting about whether Scheer should have a future as the head of the party. Uh, he is saying that he will stay on right now as interim leader, but there is an emergency, a last-minute Conservative Caucus meeting, uh, meeting going on uh, today. I think they're deciding whether or not he should stay on as interim leader. We'll continue on as uh, MP for Regina Coppell. He's saying his family been uh, has been put under a lot of stress, and the party needs someone who can give it everything that they've got. There's questions uh, as well being raised about um, using money, uh, Conservative Party money, to pay for some schooling, private schooling as well. Dr. Stuart Prest is a political science lecturer at Douglas College and Simon Fraser University. Dr. Prest, welcome back to the show. Oh, thanks for having me on. All right. Your your thoughts on, on what, you, what you've heard today. Was, was this a surprise to you in any way? Well, yes and no. The timing absolutely was a surprise and the manner of Mr. Shear's departure with uh, this cloud of... Uh, um, uh, potential scandal around the use of uh, conservative uh, party funds to pay for his, his kids' schooling. That was all a surprise, but in the larger scheme, he did have a bit of an air of a, a dead man walking about him mm-hmm. in the wake of the the, the disappointing election results. And uh, and even afterwards, the weeks that followed, there was um, increasing uh, criticism of the way the election was uh, conducted by conservatives directed towards their leader and uh, and this did have increasingly a sense of uh, inevitability about it. What does this mean for the party, do you think? Well, I think the party is going to take uh, a step back now. And in some ways, this is uh, well-timed for the conservatives. So the, the liberals are a minority, but they're a fairly comfortable minority that they have the potential to work with the NDP or the bloc. So it seems like we're going to be in this uh, this parliament for a period of time. So that gives the conservatives a, a moment to think about what, the party wants to to do going into the next election and uh, a leadership uh, race is just about the best way to do that what kind of uh of personality what kind of issues do you want to put at the forefront of the next campaign so the conservatives are going to have that conversation now it's a bit earlier i think than some were expecting uh, uh that they were going to have it but after the disappointing 2019 election i don't think they can avoid it. Yeah, and you know what? I'm not sure whether waiting till April was the right thing to do anyway. As you mentioned, a minority government, we know that they can, you know, you know, year, two years, maybe, you know, maybe this thing gets going and gets the Conservative Party in a place with a strong leader who can challenge uh, the Liberals in the next, uh, in, in the next election. Yeah, I think, I think that's right. So we expect these things can last 18 months here in B.C. We have a uh, quite a strong minority. Uh, it looks like it's going to go well beyond that, but but sometimes they topple quite quickly. So if you are expecting you're going to have to change horses, change leaders, then you definitely want to do it sooner rather than later. And the Conservatives do have some thinking to do about what really went wrong in the last election and what kind of message do they want to take to Canadians next time around. So 
I think it's going to be a pretty important uh, leadership race for the party. Well, what went wrong and what they want in a leader, because I think that's going to be a, a biggie. Um, and I think we talked about this before, Dr. Prest, and I was talking about it in the last half hour. If if the Conservatives couldn't beat Trudeau um, in this last election, following the, the, the blackface scandals, time three, the SNC, all of that, if there was not a time to win... Um, or if there was a time to win, that was the time to win. And if they couldn't do it with Sheer as the leader, then, okay, what do they want next in a leader? They've got to figure that out. Uh, that's right. The Liberals really did look quite vulnerable. Every government, as it goes along, it collects you know, baggage, right? Scandals, uh, hard decisions, questionable decisions. And this Liberal government collected uh, a lot of baggage in the last couple of years, starting really from 2018. You have the trip to India that went so poorly. And, and since then, it was uh, one thing after another. And and yet the, the Liberals managed to come out on top in this election, at least in terms of uh, the seat share. And so the Conservatives are going to now have to have a conversation. Was it just uh, Mr. Shear was the wrong messenger, that he couldn't engage with Canadians and ignite their their, their imaginations around this message, or is there something about the way in which the, the party is positioning itself, particularly in those areas where it did so poorly, in those urban areas uh, around Vancouver, around Toronto, which are, are just a few pockets within the country geographically, but where there's such a huge share of the country's population, and do they need to, to find a different kind of message? So we're going to be looking at potential candidates, perhaps uh, those who come from, from an area like that, as opposed to someone else from the prairies. That's the kind of debate that I think the party is going to get involved in. Well, I think you brought up a couple of things there, you know, looking at, you know, why they didn't ignite, uh, why they didn't ignite and, and how they're going to position themselves. Those two huge things. I mean, I don't believe that Andrew Scheer um, really fueled excitement in in anybody and positioning itself with, with his stance on some of the social issues. There's a lot of talk right now, Dr. Prest, that the party needs to move kind of back middle of, you know, uh, center-right, you know, move back over into the middle a little bit and and finding a leader who's going to be that i mean a lot of talk today about ronna ambrose yeah we're hearing uh, uh quite a bit of conversation about um, ms ambrose and uh, so that's uh an interesting kind of choice so she is uh, unapologetic in talking about how the conservative party needs to be an inclusive party so far from uh choosing not to to march in pride parades around the country she thinks that's a great idea. That's something that a leader should be seen to be doing. So it would be quite a, a different uh, face for the party on those kinds of social issues, where Andrew uh, Scheer seemed to be on the right side of the the, the right side. Right? Yeah. He's a, uh, the center, uh, center-right party, but he's very much on the right side of that party. And so Ms. Ambrose would bring the party, at least on social issues, a little more to the center, and while still uh, presumably pushing forward ideas around uh, strong commitment to uh, Alberta's energy economy and uh, Mm -hmm. fiscal responsibility, those kinds of issues that Conservatives tend to do well on. I'm seeing a lot of people talk about wanting a strong female leader in that role. I'll I'll be honest with you, I'd like to see a strong female leader. I like to see strong female leaders in any role, but I don't ever want uh, anyone in any position just because they're a a male, uh, they're a man or a woman. I want the best best person for the job. Um, You raised uh, a great point there about can we have another? Can we have another uh, um, conservative leader from the West? What will that do? Um, yeah. You know, because you know, do, does it need to be from Ontario? Does it need? Does that next leader need to be from the East? When you look, though, we do have some strong candidates who, you know, people are throwing about names from the West. Well, yeah. I mean, when we think about 
who were some of the, the strongest figures in the, the Harper government. Uh, the last time the Conservatives held power, a number of those names were from the West. And some of them have already said that they're they're not interested. But um, so I think uh, I think I saw Jason Kenney is, is happy where he is now in Alberta, and so he's not going to look to assume the leadership. But, but that's where a lot of the bench strength was for the Conservatives. So it's not surprising that when we're looking for who is going to be up next, uh, that we, we see names from, from the West. But, mm-hmm. but there are other alternatives as well. So I think Peter McKay, his name is going to come up quite a bit as well. And he, he again, represents a shift back towards the centre, although he's not, obviously, he doesn't represent a strong woman in, in politics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you think about Jason Kenney? Well, I think he, he is so new to the job in Al- Alberta, I think, uh, he would, if he put his name in the ring, he would automatically be a favorite for the for the job. But I, I think it's pretty hard for him to having so uh, just taken up the mantle in Alberta to to drop that project. And he's got a, a lot of balls in the air in Alberta right now yeah, to drop absolutely. all of that and then go right back to Alberta. It would lack of opportunism, I think. So I, I would be very surprised if he did make a move. Dr. Stuart Press joining us this afternoon. Before I let you go, just curious to know, so what will you be watching about how this will unfold over the next coming months, even weeks? Well, the Conservative Party, it's it's a big tent party, and I'm going to be watching. Do we have these figures uh, uh, come forward taking up one or the other lanes that we're discussing? Do we find someone like uh, Rona Ambrose talking about a, a more socially progressive, inclusive party? Do we have somebody who comes to represent uh, socially conservative values. Does mm-hmm. Brad Trost take another run at the leadership? Do we start to see different uh, the champions of the, of the different voices within the party come forward? And then once we have that table set, how does that, that debate play out? And do we see people from the, uh, the center of the country or the east of the country, does that become one of the things that uh, conservatives decide they need in order to knock off Trudeau? Because it's in the back of everyone's mind is going to be this question of, who is going to be best positioned to, to win the next election. And so it's going to be a fascinating race, a bit of a struggle for the soul of the Conservative Party, but also to position that party for power next time around. And Dr. Stuart Press joining me this afternoon. Thanks for your time. I appreciate it. Always a pleasure, John. Take Thank care. You. Uh, of course, uh, Dr. Press, a political science lecturer at Douglas College and Simon Fraser University.